Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Episode 3. How's it going, everybody? This is Brazuca Sounds, episode number three, podcast about Brazilian music of all genres, decades, places. Talking about that, in the 60s and 70s, Brazil became really a showcasing of many brilliant drummers. Many of them went to make a career in the States, by the way. And today's episode is about two great Brazilian drummers that contributed immensely to several Brazilian mainstream songs, Dom Romão, and the other one is Wilson das Neves. from Don Romão debut record with his own name from 1965. By the way, it's the only record released by a proper Brazilian label. Romão was 40 years at the time, but his career as a musician, especially in Rio de Janeiro, became way, way before that. For instance, in 1958, he participated in two tracks in the Elisete Cardoso debut record, and the song Chega de Saudade is considered a landmark in bossa nova history, with João Gilberto, new guitar beats style, Don Un, very different approach to drums, Tom Jobim was on piano, even if the João Gilberto own version of Chega de Saudade will become more like famous and celebrated worldwide, it was on their recording session of Elisete Cardoso, literally the foundation of Bossa Nova and Samba Jazz. Elisete Cardoso, by the way, was like a Brazilian star, one of those radio singer personalities. Vai minha tristeza e diz a ele que sem Pode ser, diz-lhe numa prece que ele regresse, porque eu não posso mais sofrer. Chega de saudade, a realidade é que sem ele não há paz, não há beleza, é só. Tristeza e a melancolia que não sai de mim, não sai de mim, não sai. Mas se ele voltar, se ele voltar, que coisa linda, que coisa louca. 
Pois há menos peixinhos a nadar no mar do que os beijinhos que eu dava. João Gilberto, Tom Jobim and the drummer here, Dom Romão. And the funny thing about this recording section is that Dom Romão was not even credited in the album. Only had his credit properly recognized 40 years later, in 1998, in a compilation released by the jazz label Verve Records, thanks to the Brazilian producer Arnaldo de Solteiro. And then what happened was, in 1962, Don Romão participated in the very famous Bossa Nova at Carnegie Hall, And then he will record an album with Cannibal Ardley, which was very, very impressed with Don Unhomon's performance at the Carnegie Hall. Bossa Nova became really an influence on jazz at the time and vice versa. And the early 70s, North American jazz musicians were eager to work with upcoming Brazilian musicians, especially drummers. And many of them will move to the States later on, including Don Roman himself. But yet, still in Brazil, in the early 60s, Don was already the drummer. He also participated in the recording session of Samba Esquema Novo, the debut album of Jorge Ben which contains the first great success of his career, Masquinada. But here I'm gonna play a different song, not because of any specific reason, just because I guess it's my favorite song from that record, Ting Dong Dong. E o violão faz tindão, batendo igual o meu coração, tindondão. Tim, 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 faz o tamborim, tim, tim, tim. E o violão faz tindão, batendo igual o meu coração. Você gostou, quando ouviu meu samba, sambô. Fez a turma toda gostar, do seu jeito bom de xingar, de samba. Tim, 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 faz o tamborim, tim, tim, tim E o violão faz tindão, batendo igual o meu coração, tindondão The arranger of this classic by George Ben, J.T. Meirelles, ended up playing the first three George Ben albums and will later create the ensemble Meirelles in the Copa Cinco, Don Roman on drums. Don Roman also participated in the three first records of George Ben playing drums. And these people, they were all deeply connected to Bossa Nova, and they will release two records also by Philips, the Meirelles in the Copa Cinco. And, and only after that, Don Roman will release his own record also for the Philips label. So, so all these three bands were recording for Philips, Jorge Banks, Meirelles and the Copa Cinco, and Don Roman itself in his solo career. And in the solo record, in the liner notes, include many, many compliments to Don Roman, the Mephistopheles of 
drums because, and I hear I'm quoting the label, his diabolic way of playing drums. Don Roman was more or less invented a new style, very original, his technique of left stick cross the snare drum, the ring clicks, that will become quite as an unmistakable trademark, copied and reproduced by many, many drummers. This is the version of the song Berimbau, and one curiosity here is the name of the song is misspelled. This word is Berimbau with a E after the B, but in the record it's spelled with an I after the B, like Berimbau. It was very common, this kind of mistakes at the time. I guess record labels in Brazil, they really didn't know how to spell words properly. And speaking of spelling words, Don Romão's name is very weird, very strange, even for Brazilian standards of strange names, because Don Um, his name was supposed to be in honor of San Cosmos and San Damian's third twin, Do Um, kind of a saint in the Afro-Candoblé religion. But the priests at the time did not allow registration because it was too connected to African religions, so they suggested that Dong then will become Dong Un. I never met another one single person called Dong Un. But anyway, this is just a curiosity in the artist's intense life and his name. was already a drummer sensation in the mid-60s. He was not just an influence because of his talent, skills, innovation, but he literally invented a beat, which is not something that too many people can say they did. So in 1965, he was invited to be the drummer of Stan Getz and Astrid Gilberto through the United States and Europe tour, and he ended up playing as well for Astrid Gilberto record Look to the Rainbow, at that point originally not issued in Brazil whatsoever. 
and then after that, uh, Don Roman was brought by Tom Jobim himself to record Francis Albert Sinatra and Antonio Carlos Jobim, the very famous record from 1967. By the way, as the story goes, the first recording session for the record was played by an American drummer, and Tom Jobim said, nah, this is not really working, and he convinced Frank Sinatra to bring Don Roman along. Brazilians really, really thought the American drummers didn't have the rhythm to play bossa nova, or in other words, they really didn't know how to play properly. Don Roman ended up playing in that record, Sinatra and Jobim, and a couple years later, he played for Tom Jobim following record Wave, which is like a top five in the history of bossa nova for sure. said at this point Don Roman was the drummer for Bossa Nova and jazz productions and then he finally joined the Sergio Mendes band and ended up playing in the first Sergio Mendes records Maven climbed to the top of Billboard's best-selling jazz long plays chart at the time So at this point in time, Don Juan himself was also firmly in America and will release two records for news records. One of them is Period of Times, he's even like playing a bearing ball on the cover. These two records are not my favorites, but that's just my particular taste. I really prefer the record that he put out for Pablo Records in 1977 called Hotmosphere, where there is like an astonishing rendition of the song Escravos de Jó. you can find the Don Roman version in very compilations. And there's also a sample of the song by Brazilian rapper Marcelo de Dois. Don Roman passed away in 2005. He was 79. He was living in Brazil at the time already in Rio de Janeiro. And it's very a shame that not many Brazilians, they, they even know or recognize 
the work and life of Don Roman as they shoot. Anyway, now we go back in time to a record of 1964 under the name Os Catedráticos, which was an ensemble put together by master and pianist Elmir Deodato. And this particular song called Menina Certinha brings me so many memories because this song was also used like a background tune. The theme song for a soccer roundtable radio show that I used to listen to since I was like a little kid back in my city in Porto Alegre. So every time the song starts playing, I immediately think the radio show is going to start in a minute. This is a song under the name Os Catedráticos, an ensemble led by Elmir Deodato. This particular song, Don Roman Play Drums, but this ensemble was really about different musicians, right? It was like a, almost like a super group of drummers. And this other song here, from the same record, from the same ensemble, is played by a different drummer which is the drummer I'm gonna start talking about right now. His name is Wilson Das Neves. So this is also part of the Os Catedráticos Depp record with Wilson Das Neves on drums. Os Catedráticos was really like a super group for drummers. Uh, Wilson Das Neves would also participate in another Elmir Deodato project called Os Gatos, uh, but that only lasts for a couple records and mostly playing both and other standards. Elmir Deodato, just in case you don't know, these days is the grandfather-in-law of Justin Bieber, who's married to Deodato's granddaughter. That was my gossip session for you right here. But anyway, after these projects with Elmir Deodato bands, It was about time to Wilson Desneves start his own project, and he put out a record in 1964 as a quintet uh, called Os Ipanemas. I'll play a track here that was written by Wilson Desneves himself in partnership with a trombonist, uh, Astor Silva, because until then, mostly of his songs that Wilson Desneves played had different writers, producers. That was the first song he actually put his hands more firmly on it. By the way, this Os Ipanemas debut record is absolutely great, and I'm a big fan of this particular track called O Congo. Thank you. 
So this record is originally from 1964, but it was reissued recently by the Mr. Bongo record label. The idea behind Os Ipanemas was to break the traditional balsa jazz trio and create instead a louder sound and allow for more uh, improvisation. Many people attribute this record as the creation of the bossa afro because Wilson Nesnev is even holding a beating bow in the back cover instead of traditional drums. Wilson Nesnev is once even said that music is just like beer. You can put different labels, but at the end it's just all beer. So the record, Os Ipanemas, was a big commercial failure actually and became a cult following among collectors. Only more recently, it's very rare to find the original printing of the record, but it showcased the skills and talent of Wilson Desnaves as a drummer, and then he will be invited to play with Maestro Moacir Santos in the indispensable album Coisas from 65. Moacir Santos became really like a mentor, a music guide, an inspiration. Coisas, every song, there's no name, it's just numbers, right? Coisa number one, Coisa number two. This one, for instance, is called Coisas number four. An outstanding jam of Brazilian music. Moacir Santos, the album Coisas, was reissued recently with some questionable quality. And the original LPs is an absolute rarity because it was released originally by a very small Brazilian label called Forma. And from there, Wilson Desneves became a star, at least among other musicians. Nobody in Brazil really paid attention to album credits and stuff like that. So Wilson Desneves was never a celebrity or anything like it. On the contrary, he largely kept in obscurity for years and years. He even said once, nobody cares about instrumental music, only musicians do. He was not far from the truth. Uh, Desnavish then appeared on the cover of Elsa Suarez's album from 1968 called Baterista Wilson Desnavis, which is a very weird name, honestly. Its translation is like drummer, Wilson Desnavis. It was like, was his album, or like they were a duo or something, which was not remotely the case. It was really an Elsa Soares record, Elsa a Brazilian diva. And just in case you also don't know about that, Elsa Soares was about to be married to Garrincha, the famous Brazilian footballer. This is already the second time on this podcast I look like a Gossip Magazine corresponded. At this point, Wilson Desneves in his late 20s, 
and he had already recorded with any possible Brazilian producer, Deodato, Egberto Gismonti, Roberto Benescal, João Donato, and then he put three records out with his own name, Wilson das Neves e Seu Conjunto, uh, and his ensemble, uh, with a special regard for the second one, Som Quente El das Neves, from 1969, released by Polydor, Wilson das Neves was really going far and beyond genres, the concept of bossa trios or afro jazz or whatever name people came up with. He was like extrapolating all that, mixing all those complex music patterns from Bossa Nova with simple ideas and popular tunes to dance, to sing, to hug each other. It was quite innovative by its simplicity. This record is a mix of famous Brazilian songs by the likes of Roberto Carlos, Caetano Veloso, Jorge Ben, and one of my favorite songs is this here called Jornada. This song is from Wilson das Neves' second record as a solo artist, Som Quente das Neves, and it was recently sampled by Tyler, the creator, in the song Long for his album Wolf, if you want to check that out. And unlike Don Roman, Das Neves was not limited to the bossa nova patterns. He was he always even said that bossa nova was just samba played in a different tempo with and different instruments. He always said that drum kits were made for North American music and never meant to be used as samba percussion. And that was exactly what he was doing. He only took drums itself when he was 18 years old during his tenure in the army. Before that, all he knew about percussion it was from condom blast sessions and samba round tables, the bars where groups uh, would go there and play with matchboxes, glasses, or percussion sounds were available. And also remember, Wilson Desnevis was never destined to live abroad. He was invited once after an European tour back in Elise Regina, and he politely responded saying, is that a flamengo there? Is there an Imperio Serrano there? So I think I'm just gonna stay here. Meaning his soccer team and his samba school, Desneves was like a huge flamengo fan. So in the 70s, uh, Wilson Desneves became mostly also a studio musician. He played in more than 800 records in his entire career. <laughs> O Rio de Janeiro continua sendo O Rio de Janeiro, fevereiro e março Alô, alô, Realengo Aquele abraço Alô, torcida do Flamengo Aquele abraço Alô, alô, Realengo Aquele abraço Alô, torcida do Flamengo Aquele abraço Olha o breco 
aquele abraço is without a shadow of doubt the most famous Gilberto Gil song in Brazil. It was recorded with Wilson Desneves playing drums. And then he went to play drums on Elise Regina records, even backing her in several tours. And this particular song over here from the album Ella, 71, is my favorite. And we hear Wilson Desneves drum beat style all over. Almas negras, me visto de branco Me curo da vida sofrida, sentida que deram pra mim Num mundo deserto de almas negras Sorriso não nego Mas vejo um sol cego querendo queimar o que resta de mim Now, in a more obscure recording, Das Neves also played in Ivan Lin's record, Agora, from 1970. Here he was really expanding his style. This is like a break beat that could be in any modern hip hop album. It's like funk, jazz, fusion all together. And speaking of funk, just listen to this tune right over here. Absolute killing, right? Wilson Desnaves beats for Emilio Santiago's song Bananeira. And then, after six years of absence in his solo career, Wilson Desnaves and his ensemble released a record in 1976 called O Som Quente das Neves. The name is a little confusing, it's really similar to the 1969 record, Som Quente das Neves. This one is called O Som Quente das Neves, João Donato playing keyboards, and it was the first time Wilson wrote lyrics for a record. But from this album, I will strongly recommend his version of Bedimbao. Obviously, this song was recorded more than a hundred times. But this version right here, from this record, is my favorite of all time. It is an explosion.
an absolute gem of Brazilian music. And he also became very connected to Chico Buarque. He played in several of Chico Buarque records in the 80s and the 90s. Became like the tour musician for Chico Buarque for more than 25 years. He recorded a couple of records as a singer during the 90s and the 2000s. In 2001, by the way, Wilson reformulated the group Ozipanemas and put out four more albums as The Ipanemas instead of Os Ipanemas, like in the Brazilian pronunciation. And unfortunately, Wilson has never passed away in 2017 at the age of 81. There is a documentary on Netflix about the rapper Emicida called Amarelo, It's All For Yesterday, that pays a huge tribute to Wilson Neves. Emicida was a big fan, and this documentary is not only about Emicida or Wilson, it's a documentary about Brazilian black musicians in general, so it's a must-see on Netflix. You should definitely check that out. That's it for today, folks. Hopefully you enjoyed Brazuka Sounds episode number three. Send me a message. I'm at Instagram as Brazuka Sounds. There is also a Spotify playlist with all the songs that I played here in this episode in full. The playlist is called Podcast Soundtrack Brazuka Sounds. Every feedback is very welcome. Thank you for listening today. See you next time. Bye. This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Mm-hmm.